0: Sa'iv Zion in the Secha, the Rebbe now <coughs> goes and explains the last Mishnah in Massech Teshviz, which is the Seam of Massech Teshviz. in the Minyan, Ashmotas Ksofim. After we explained before that the way Ashmotas the Shemitah of money works, that the Tzachiv Gavre, of the person to be and what we explained earlier that why is it that the Chachamim are pleased with someone who returns alone because really the Chachamim itself as an entity does exist despite the fact that the lender is not allowed to require to it to demand it this is going to explain us the conclusion of Masekheshviz. The Mishnah brings there two more cases, says the Mishnah, in somebody who borrows money from a convert, whose children also converted with a then says the Mishnah so he does not repay the children the loan that he borrowed from their father but still if he did end up paying them back the Chachomim are pleased with his behavior which means that when somebody borrows money from a convert according to Torah law the children, since a convert is like a new Messias, a new, freshly newborn, so his children are not legally considered to be his children. That's what conversion does. And since the children are not anymore considered his children, therefore he does not need to pay back to his children that loan. The, second, the third aloha, which is the second case mentioned here, is kol ha-metaltelin meshicha The Mishnah says that any movable property, any movable object, can be acquired simply by meshicha. Meshicha is when the person who acquires it is, in order to gain the legal ownership of that type of property, so every ownership requires a formal acquisition, a formal kenyan, and when it comes to uh, metaltelem, movable property, it's enough that the acquisition is acquired by pulling it towards him, by bringing it in to his to his domain, to his possession. This is the halacha by metaltelem. Vehola mekayim es dvoroi. Right? So what is the case over here that a person might come, a buyer, and he gave money to the seller. And the allah is that money itself does not create a legal acquisition, a kinyan, when it comes to movable property. You have to do the Meshicha. You have to pick up the object and bring it into you. So even though someone paid, essentially, the seller can go back on the sale and say, I want to, I don't want to sell it now. But nevertheless, still the Chachomim are pleased with such behavior if you keep the sale as is, even though there was no Meshicha yet. So this is the Trialochesis. So he says the shaykes from the tzev vayda dika fal to the meresh kafal amarz v'choy b'shviiz. What is the connection between the two final examples and the first case, or the two cases with the first case, which talks about shmita returning alone b'shmita? Is not in them was in the ale dra yizroah chachomim noychei meno. It's not only as the way it's understood. Superficially reading the Mishnah, it seems that this is three cases which share that common denominator that you don't need to do something, but still, if you do it, the Chachamim are pleased with your behavior. That would have seems the connection, but the Rebbe says no. This is not only no. The connection is also the reason why Taka. Are the Chachomim pleased with such behavior? And what does the tam mean? What's the reason? Like, let me explain earlier. the earlier. Isn't gavre. Tubat sold them when it comes to repay a debt. There is no obligation on the person to pay it, the borrower doesn't have to pay it. No bloys a shebutchef. It's only the, the, the object, so to speak. The loan, the money. Is still required, it's still linked to the original loan. Therefore, there's no obligation to pay it back, because the, between the lender and the in the borrower, there's no there's no obligations, there's no responsibilities. But still, since as we explained earlier, the the loan itself exists. And therefore, it's only ruach haChomim noychemenu. There is no mitzvah. It's just that the Chomim are pleased with you. It's asoyi says Oyich in the other fal. So too is in the other two cases mentioned in the Mishnah. The same reasoning. As is gavre von There is no personal responsibility. There's no personal obligation from the borrower to the children of the convert, because he did not borrow money from them, and they are legally not considered his children of the convert, of the lender. Similarly, there is no connection from the moichatum lekeach. The seller and the buyer also have no relationship, because even though he paid, Pazal Pitoila, paying that money is not what creates the acquisition. The Kenyan has to happen to Meshicha necessarily. What does exist? No bloi it's the fact that it was money borrowed from that father, and the f- and never paid back. And the fact that it was an item which was, which was, which was brought into a legal acquisition, and there were money paid for it, but but practically speaking, it was never. It was never transferred into the hands of the buyer, but still, that actual very. Sale, the, the object of the sale, and the sale itself, the way it was introduced, initially does exist. So that's the similarity to the original case of the Shemitah Aloha, and the is Oich nor It's only that the HaChomim are pleased, but there is no responsibility, no, no real legal requirement to do anything about it. Well letter adds to it that Lyt Klal. We have a general principle as the that above us in Mishnah is alpirov avzu, which is brought down in, in, a, in a number of places, and if in the footnote sixty-two represents the sources, that the way the Mishnah is written, if there is more than one case, it means in it shares the same Allah. So then we say, lo avzu, that not only in the first case is the aloha, but even in a case which seemingly is less binding than the first case, we will also apply the aloha. And then, then you have the third case, so you say that even which is less than the second case, we were also considering the same ruling. This is the way review when three cases or two cases are being brought. Loizu, not only there, I would mean, have think that only in the first cases will we say it, but it's no, it's even in much less um, much uh, less um, cases which are much less close to the first case, we say it may apply the same principle. Based on that, Darfman Zogin, we have to say as the drive fall in the Mishnah that in that that's how the three cases in the Mishnah are presented, as in that every statement or scenario in Aloche, which is brought down later in the Mishnah, there is a Hidush, there is a novelty that even in that case, which is much further than the case mentioned, which was the case preceding that Allah or brought Iliad Than that Allah, we also apply the same principle. And here is what the Rebbe is going to come and explain us what is the first case and how is the second case a that even in the case which is not like the first case, we also say the same concept and even further, how is it applicable even in the third case, which is even much further and less. Um, similar to the first case, we will still apply, and we would have maybe a reason not to say it, we still say this concept of Ruach HaChomim Noi But clearly there are both similar cases to the fact that there is perhaps at some point no relationship between, between, between the way it was meant to be and the way it happens practically. So, this is going to be explained. So, he goes on and says, This is going to be explained by first introducing a diuk in the Mishnah. What does the Mishnah say? In the Baba, In the second case of the Mishnah, regarding the guy who lent that money to somebody before he converted. And then he converted, so the Mishnah says that he should not return it to the children. And if he did, So the question is, Why does the Mishnah have to tell us not to return it to the children? Then, if he would only read, if he would only write, If you borrow money from a convert, that the children were converted meet him, im ich if you return it to the children, the Chachomim are pleased with you. Right? That would have been enough. verstanden that would explain, if we talk, there's really no obligation to return it. But still, you did it. Why do you have to mention the Allah HaFlo Yaxu Lebonov? Which, by the way, just to mention... That this case, which we're talking over here, we're talking specifically about children who were born to the father after the father had, uh, had converted. And they also converted with him. Because basically, a goy does inherit his father. By goyim, there is also a din Yerusha. As the Torah says in Chumich in the beginning, Ki Yerusha of and here what happens is that the kids had converted together with their father, and as is being explained, there's a concern they might feel bad and kind of regret perhaps their conversion because before they converted they would have got the Yerusha, and they would have have to get paid what was borrowed from their father. And now, by the fact that they converted, they are losing out. So in such a case, is the missionary rules that you should don't have to return that to them. They have no relationship to their father, but if you did, But it's being pointed out that if when they were pregnant, when the mother was pregnant with them, they, before they were born, they were still going. But after their, uh, their mother converted, and then they were born, they were already born as Jews. In such a case, they never had a chance to inherit their father. And therefore, there is no concern that and we should not return them the Lord. So this is just to point out what is the case that we are speaking about. Either way, This is the first Diuk in the Mishnah, why does it say, In the Drita bava, similarly, there's a Diuk in the third case, it says, All the metaltilim, all movable properties being acquired by Mishika. So here too, the Mishnah, is it moving? There's a question, which the Mepharshim asks, the Mishnah is What is the goal, the purpose of the Mishnah? To teach us the special advantage from the fact that somebody keeps to his word, even when seemingly he is not obligated to do so. the laws of acquisition, how does it work? There's all kinds of in Torah, and their laws and rulings is neat dotted, or it that's not a place to discuss it. Ule idok in the other end. Kiyum Dvoroi, the idea of keeping to your word is achlav dafke beknias It doesn't only apply to movable property. It applies to other areas as well. Is my shayach oche the Agdome? what is this introduction call a metaltilinik dememeshicha? Why is it important to tell us that the v'taltalim are being acquired by Mishikha? Why do you begin introducing this um, introductory statement which seemingly is not part of the purpose and the context of this Mishnah? This Mishnah is all about teaching the importance of keeping your word. So this is the question on the third case. The beautiful third. The explanation is that pashtos aperos from rocha chobim noichemenu. What is the meaning that the chobim are pleased with them? So the way it's being explained is thus chachomim oyhavi The Hachomim will love him for it ve'yoshar bei neym mase And it is very yoshar. It is straight. And considered uh, the, 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 the good thing to do is considered in uh, that's how we consider it in uh, in um, in their life. That's how they look at it for the person who did it. This is what is the pshat from ruach Is not is What does it mean? It means is that when Chachomim pleased with you, it's not Machmas It's not that you are fulfilling on the side another mitzvah or an additional mitzvah or our secondary mitzvah. that by keeping to your word, you somehow there might be a side prohibition that you're not violating. nit you're not obligated, but you're still not violating something, something um, you know. Secondary to, to what we are dealing with, that's not why the Chachamim are pleased with you. Nor the Rather, the idea of Ruch means that you are doing something specially remarkable, something very good in that what you did. You did something which you didn't have to do and you did it anyway and this is what requires, a speci- which brings about a special pleasantness. In our case, regarding the case of the, of the loan, when the first case, the case of Schmidt, when somebody lent you money and you're giving it back to him even though he never asked for it. By even wol ro gagam why are they pleased es soll es ein tolle gute is der nit مخيوب was ihr meile wird toll wissen gufe nit ina zaitkeninnet the benefit is that this very case of the loan kind of is 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 is, is being benefited There's a special new, uh, how would I say? There's a special new uh, advantage into the loan which is uncovered and expressed by the fact that you are paying back that loan. Not that we accomplish something secondary or something um, supplementary. Rather, the loan itself... In that very case of the loan is where you achieved a higher level, a new level, by the fact that you had returned it. How? So the Rebbe explains. Let's analyze what is a loan. In a loan there are three aspects. As as he explains, The act of a loan, in any acquisition, is zusammengestellt von is is put together of three things: Aleph the Malve, the lender; Beis Loive is the borrower. Somebody lends the money, then there's a second person who borrow the money. On Gimel, third party is the Geld, is the money itself, which is the loan. di which this achieves the connection between a lender and a bower. So now we're going to see what happens to each one of these three parties in regarding the returning the loan and Schmidt. By returning a loan, is <laughs> the Ruach HaChomim Menu, The pleasantness is regard to all three, meaning that each one of the three benefited, something special good happened, which obviously brings about the Chachomim, being pleased for the special toiva, the special good thing which happened in regard to those parties. Starting with the Malve, the lender, which is Mekabal Demchoyv, that he is now receiving back, the loan he landed. it, we bailed that he did a mitzvah. He did a mitzvah, that a mitzvah in Torah to lend money to someone who needs. Therefore, from them was due a zorah sachoiy, and Bavorn al the malveh zol duh zayn peulah sa mitzvah nitleiden kein What is the achievement here? Would you Chachobim, please be to you? that you paid back that loan, and by paying back the loan, now was ensured that the lender was not impacted, no loss was caused to him by the fact that the loan is being paid. In other words, they could have never get it back, and rightfully so, because it's Schmidt. The fact that he did a mitzvah, and the mitzvah is resulted in a way that he still gets back and there is no uh, hole in his pocket. He gets back what he had landed out, what he had spent, is Vadwacha Khomimnoicha. This is regarding the land. regarding the borrower, the what is the special pleasantness here? Is Vibaldas the Malve is Bira de Shosis Binate. Since the lender is like a pit where you drank water from, you had benefited from him. You had received a favor from that lender. The Chachomim are pleased with the very fact that we view the Bower now and we say, look, he has the right feeling to pay back even though he's not obligated because he feels that he has to be, show gratefulness and good gratitude perhaps to the one who helped them in a time of need. So the is that you have that sensitivity to apply it and to pay it back in addition there's, a, there's also a side benefit to the borrower as like a if you will need again to take a loan so naturally speaking if you took a loan from someone and you didn't pay it back because for whatever right reasons you didn't pay it back but it's very hard to go and ask from the very same person a loan again. Here, the fact that you paid it back in a time when you did not have to pay it back is going to give you, the borrower, a chance in a time of need to further ask for a loan, to ask for a loan again. So there is a benefit for you. And that benefit is from the fact that you are benefiting. The borrower is benefiting by returning it. Just like when they were pleased that the lender is receiving something that he has spent. Similarly, there is also a benefit in regard to the loan itself. V'shayich is the from the which is the etsem of the very loan itself. V'bal, as of them, is giblim mashibut. Since there is a lean tour of that debt, Even though, like we explained earlier, there was the whole discussion from the Sicha, is to bring about the idea that there is no personal lien, no personal responsibility. But still, as it was all explained, that the Choy itself is still remaining as a Choyv, as a dead. So since it exists, we, try, we have to try to, um, to uh, release it and the far is that's why the Chachomim are pleased with the fact that this is paid back the fact that this is paid back now the Rebbe put, brings in order 65 he brings from Ras shloimeh, which are coming here from the Mishnah which they say, There is a spirit of wisdom and chesidus and, and, and in the person. He does not want to enjoy, benefit from money of others. Same thing the Bala'itur writes. Initially, he does not need to return it, but it's still. As the point out in Orash 67, the choiv exists, and they've, to the point they call it momen someone else's money, their friend's money. And that's what the ruach hachomim no that this choiv is now going to be completely paid off, and that is the benefit to the choiv itself. So this is the first case in the Mishnah, the benefit to all three parties. Rebbe turns now to and discusses the second case and explain what's the chiddush in in the second case. In in the second case, veminager, bonov. Somebody borrows money from a convert and his children converted later with them. He doesn't have to return it to his children because they are not considered his legal children. Nevertheless, if he does return, the ruach haKodesh is noychemimenu. Oich da here too is the ruach haKodesh is noychemimenu. Need no, it's not zaitik inyanim. It's not only for side reasons. As all need zayin can yachzur le'surei ve'kayyehitz bezei badi bonim that the children should not regret ever being converted, as we explained earlier. That this is what is brought down in the Barton nure and Adam That the reason why the children are, get, are, are, are getting paid, that only in a case would there's a concern that the children are going to feel upset that they had a chance earlier to receive the money and not now. So he says that I'm right. That this is not only this is a secondary reason, but rather. The reason why the chachomim are pleased because there is a benefit in the loan itself which gets benefited from that behavior and therefore the difference between this case in the first case of Shemitah that here the benefit is nor to tzevei not to all three, rather only regarding the two, which is the loiver, the borrower, on the cheftza von chayiv and the lonetsov. itself. the the borrower received a favor from the convert. Udot Bayem, him geld, He borrowed money to pay back a And even though that it's true, the one the lender, which is the convert that died, the borrower is exempt from paying it back. There's no one to pay back to. Mm-hmm. the borrower took it originally. With a plan and made a condition to pay back. So now that as long as it was not paid back, the loan still exists, the loan kind of continues because it was meant to be carried all the way to the point of return and there was no return it still gets carried around in his responsibility. So therefore is a midatoy is So you can't you can't detach yourself from that loan. You can detach yourself and separate yourself from the fact that there was never returned something you took upon yourself to return. Yes, there is no one to return it to, but the very obligation and the very responsibility is still carried over. And therefore if you do give it back to the children, it is considered a midoto, something good and beneficial. There is the bit of the chesed Similarly, regarding the chayv itself. So it's not to talk about malvets of them and True, there is no lender. The lender died. Over the shibud of nichsei aloive, b'shoyvi for the chayv, the lien which applies to the borrower's properties, at least in the value of the debt. Keilu is dem loive. It's as if not. It's not embarrassed anymore. It is theoretically considered set aside for the purpose of return. That part of property which was leaned towards the dead, my batley. Who cancelled it? It was never cancelled, and being that it was never cancelled, the male ot an art. Therefore, there is still a place and there is still a, a, a possibility to apply the concept of returning the debt. So who are you going to return it to? So practically speaking, there are children. I mean, they are the closest who have some type of connection to that at least, because we don't want them to regret ever being converted. So even though it's not a uh, responsibility, you can say it's not my business. But practically speaking, they are the closest to to consider to take in consideration in this whole situation where there is a law. So therefore, is yachzur return it to the children, on the far is guachachovim Therefore, there is a Ruach HaChomim there is HaChomim which are pleased with, with you for doing it because then you showed that even though you were not obligated you still, uh, you still, uh, do you still did it. In Oris 69 the Rebbe brings that this actually answers the question from the Mishnah Rishonah Mishnah Rishonah is commentary on the Mishnah and he asked why does the Mishnah speak about Leve ager, Even if you borrow it from a Goy, which has a child who converted, you don't have to return it to the son, meaning the father never converted. Even though it be the Rabbonon, a child who converted is Yoresh, the father who is a Goy. But nevertheless, if you borrow it from the Goy, you're not going to be obligated uh, to pay it back. So why is it mentioned? Why do we say the idea of a gear? So the chidushi is based on the way it was explained here. That the ruach hachovem noich imenu is because there is some type of existence of the choif. And at the same time, you're looking for the one who is the closest to the Choy, which is the children. So therefore it makes sense better to bring a case with the lender converted to. But what happens here? Still continuing. What happens? What is in this case different than the case of Shemitah? That there is no lender. There is nothing benefiting the lender of Al-Mesa he died, the ger. Um, I and mean, in they're not becoming, cons- uh, allegedly carrying the status as a lender. They might have a connection to it, but they are not lenders. So in this case, there is only two elements. There is a borrower and the choiv itself, Versus in the first case, by Shemitah, there is a lender, a borrower, and the case of the choiv. So therefore, if the food movement was the Mishnah, that answers the question, why the Mishnah has to make the statement, don't return it to the children. Choch, even though as we said earlier, as his movement from them was Ichzir, is nor Ruach HaChobim Noich the fact that it says that if you do return it, you're only going to achieve that Chachom are going to be pleased with you, but there is no obligation so why does the Mishnah have to write it out and specify not to return it to the children? Because they in order to emphasize as the to make it very clear that there is no connection between the borrower and the children of the lender. Not only in a they don't have a connection because they don't carry the status of a lender that was their father and it doesn't apply to them and the borrower is not lean towards them this is the Allahic reason why they have no shaykhaz now the emphasis of the Mishnah when it says don't return it is to emphasize that there is no connection at all no eich even if you're going to ask the Chachamim, there is no need to, there is no requirement to return it to them because there is no lender. They are not lenders at all because there is a, 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 a locher that we do, you, you don't return it to them. And you return it only not because there is a lender, rather, as he explained earlier. That the the loan itself, is kind of getting rolled over so he, the borrower, never finished his responsibility that he took upon himself, his commitment to pay it back. But nothing to do with the lender. They are not the ones to be returned at all, essentially. in the is not the ones to be returned at all, essentially. This explains now what is the second case, adding something that we wouldn't have known from the first case. The inyefur uachachomim noichem b'manu is not nor when the toifun zaymais is in all three proteins for the minion are needed. That we don't apply this concept of uachachomim when all three are benefiting, like amakzuchoi b'shvis. No Fall falved that toif is nagia nor to two proteins. Even in the case, the benefit is only for two of the three. Like in our case, there's no lender at all. There is still going to be for the fact that you kept, you kept to your commitment. And finally comes the third case. This is a you The third case says, The third case says, Oich too is. It's not only for the various fact that you kept your word, and, but really nothing to do with the object, nothing to do with the actual sale. It's like a, a, a supplementary kind of benefit. Yeah, the seller kept his word, he didn't have to. No, that's not the only benefit. No. Oich beikir here Here there is no benefit really which is being owed to any of the other two, the or, neither the seller or the buyer. They themselves are really not benefiting anything specific from the fact that the cell is going to be kept. Why? Because the buyer did not the Since the seller did not, the buyer, I'm sorry, did not make the act of acquisition to a Afile Afil eib erod geld, even though he gave money, is done not keng shibud for moicher. Un lekeach vekoinet. There is no obligation. There is no responsibility. There is no. Concept of a seller and a buyer. If you didn't give money according to Torah if you didn't do a Meshicha it doesn't work. There is no relationship between the seller and the buyer. Money itself does not do it and needs to have that Meshicha Kinyan. As a we should consider them related. No, it doesn't happen. If there was no shik. Nochmer, even more so. Durach Mekayem Dvaroi Vertid Bavaranta Shteva Beshachus de Moicher or the Beshachtum Koina. There is actually no practical benefit what either the seller gets or the buyer gets by the fact that we're gonna keep the commitment and let the sale be materialized. Why not? So the Rebbe explained. Number one, the buyer paid money, right? If he paid money, it's felled. Nothing is missing by him. If he paid money, he's going to get back the money. And the fact that he, does, he, doesn't, uh, he doesn't buy it is not lacking anything because he didn't spend anything. As is in in the prat von It's really only considering the object itself. We are viewing the object as is, isolated from a buyer and a seller. We look at the object and we say that de this object, this movable property, which was discussed and negotiated to be sell. They achieved a certain connection to the buyer. The fact that they spoke and the seller committed to sell it. Or even more so, if the buyer gave money for it. But really, that's the only connection. That there is an existing movable property which was in, in, in a negotiation between a buyer and a seller to buy it. And the seller kind of agreed to uh, buy it, the, the, uh, to, to sell it, and so on. But there was no legal acquisition. There was no kenya. And between them, the seller and the buyer, there's really no responsibility. And they're not losing anything. The seller keeps his object. The buyer has his money back. And the only thing is, he didn't buy but nothing was taken away from him. And that's what the Mishnah tells us a Even in such a case, there is only a one element of the tree which is benefiting. We there is only something good which applies to it meaning to that item which was under discussion, under negotiation. So if you keep to the commitment, so all this is based on what we have discussed till now. That really there is a, this is the Rebbe's Chiddush in the Sicha, that when it comes to Shemitah, even though the loan is relinquished, there is still the existence and the recognition of a Choyv, of an entity called Choyv, without really having a lender to demand it and a and a borrower to be obligated to pay it and therefore comes this additional aspect of special activity on behalf of the of the of the borrower to pay it back even though he's not obligated which has that special nachas Ruach. In footnote 71, the Rebbe brings that this same Mishnah is also in Talmud Yerushalmi. Talmud Yerushalmi Messiah concludes, which is not in the, t- the Mishnah about us, the Rav Noag, the Rav conducted himself that if he told his family members to give someone a gift, even though there was no commitment, there's no legal responsibility, he would not go back on it. And this is the way he behaved as a special Midas Chassidus. In, in our Mishnah, that the pshat is that he gave money to, he gave money for it. So the Yerushalmi goes even a step further. Ah, Mishnah, perhaps, is a case that the buyer gave money. The Yerushalmi talks in a case where there's no buyer, no one gave money, no one gave anything. just someone committed to give a gift, Rav committed to give a gift, and even that, which there is no money involved at all, if based from the buyer from the, from the second party he still felt the importance to keep to his words and commitment to give it and this story of Rav was another Adron Amasech that the Rebbe spoke Anvof Tisheh Mem and the Shabbos after and this is printed in Lekut Asiches Behar Mem Tez which is in Chelek um, Lamed Gimel. Uh, now the Rebbe concludes the Sikha seif Yud according to Chassidus. In the Minyan Fun Shmitas Ksafim banal givim nadove veipuchay. Regarding Shmitas Ksafib, we find a paradox, seemingly a paradox is the the content is that every lender has to clearly relinquish the debt and not to demand from his friend to pay him back Asher which this represents a, a, an act of a negative act not to demand it timer and this, based on that, is as we said before, that because he didn't really have to do it. And then, seemingly, is the property, not money, we also have a shofsov, the says, and a a a a not Shabbos in The Torah emphasizes what you shouldn't do: not to plow, not to prune, not to uh, not to reap, and not to harvest the grapes, as the elders need by Arbet the All emphasis is on the, what not to do to the earth. Oyicha inya from le'idoch in the other end. Therefore, the Shlilefus Shmita Guf is required So, this negative activity has to be emphasized in a positive manner in Dibur. Who like mentioned earlier, a the who is Yoimaloi. Maloy. tell to the Baroer Meshametani I relinquish the debt. She Nema veZetvarah Shmita. So, the Kamodei according to some opinions is the Dibur Meshametani. A mit Reise, also, was also brought the also that was a mit to say, Ani. If a murderer went to the cities of refuge, and when the people deal one you should tell them, I am a murderer. I don't deserve covet. Or if the people tell him, still me wanna honor you, you kabel me, he should accept it from them. Why does he have to tell them? the Dvar is associated with Dibur. So this is to ensure that he doesn't get respect mistakenly, thinking that he's nothing, he did never never did anything wrong. Therefore he has to tell him which the same is regarding another interesting alocha that when somebody comes and he gets covered somewhere because they think that he knows two masechtes he has to tell him no I'm sorry I only, know, I only know one so this idea is that it's not only what you don't do but it's also what you do. It's not only I'm not working, but I'm also actively pa- expressing what I am doing. I am a shamit. So it explains this. This kind of paradox of a negative activity versus a positive activity is explained. Samalhus. Explained in Chsidas that the seventh year represents Sphira Samalchus. Malchus is also the seventh Sphira. When in either and Yoni, in Malchus we find in Chsidas explained that Malchus has the two elements to it. In one end, the Beitul Sphira Samalchus, the gabed Sphiras lemaylo mimenu. Malchus is kind of nullified to the Sphiras above it. Malchus is considered the receiver of the Sphiras from come prior to Malchus. That's why Malchus is also called Yam. The rivers are all leading to the ocean. He receives, is the Keli, the vessel for all those which are above him. In the other hand, Zafiras Malchus is Olam Adibur. also represents the world of speech, which means he's the one who positively um, shares that which he has received from above him, to the worlds below him. That's why Malchus is also called Eretz. It's like a land, earth, which makes things grow. He's a yam, he's a receiver, but at the same time he's also Eretz, Dibur. Under Iber, because of the relationship of shmita to Malchus, that in doing is the Yonim. That's why in shmita there's also these two things, Shavzo Oretz, which is the bittel of Shvice von Oretz. the earth stops from being worked on, this represents the nullification, Malchus, the beetle of Malchus. When on the other end, that you don't, you relinquish the death. This is representing you give it up, associated similar to what Malchus is, just receiving, and bottle and nullify to the spheres above it. But on the other end, Tuzam and the Mitzvah, the Mitzvah to speak out, and this is the positive Mitzvah, the way that the way Malchus, Malchus Koleilomi, Malchus becomes the one who creates through speech and provides the energy to the worlds below it. In Alpizet, in the Medrash Anal, the Medrash which was brought earlier in the beginning of the Sikha, Medrash Tanchuma, they are the ones who keep Hashem's words, obeying the sound of his words, of his speech. Nitkelashna Doesn't say they keep his mitzvahs, his laws, they keep his words, his speech, his commands. It's also why the word the, the term is used, dvaroy. But even a shmita is forbidden to be yuched mit dibur because shmita is especially connected to dibur, to speech. And with the medrash, it's machriach as esret zich vegn shemri shvis. The medrash says, how do we know that this pasuk is referring to those who keep shmita? Because nemar ka no yisad vare nemala alone with a dvar shmita. Also, the concept of dvar, speech. Ma dvar shanemala lombsham rishvisa kosumedable, just the word dvar. In Dvara shmita obviously fixed in the context of the was who keep shmita Av Dovar Omur Khan, when it says Ois Dvoroi Shma becall dvaroi, Shvisa So clearly the relationship is in the concept of Dvoroi, the power of Dibur. Because ultimately, shmita is not only the negative aspect from not to do. But also the positive of expressing the fact that and verbalizing that you are Mishamit. the The end of the con- the conclusion is is the one who keeps his word. It again the emphasis on Dvaroy on his words, which is the Dvara Shmita, which is The Dvar, the Dibur, which is associated with Malchus. And the Rebbe concludes the sicha by saying as follows. By learning, being occupied in learning the Aloches of Shemitah. As he brings the Gemari Menachas regarding Corbonus, that any type of Corbin you study about is as if you offer the Corbin. So same thing with Shemitah, by learning the laws of Shemitah, that if you kept the laws of Shemitah, in a that will hasten the time, which refers to the fact that you are, you followed Shemitah, this is going to return the captives of Yakov, That our land is going to provide and yield all its produce. We are going to become practically, which is practically observing it in Eretz HaKedosh, not like today, which is mostly with Rabbonon, but it's going to be kept and followed and required to do the way it is a regional obligation in a teira, be korev mamish when the rabbi shtevet mekayim zlai dvardev and Hashem is going to keep and fulfill his words, which is words is as the Gemara says dvar Hashem zei kate the word of Hashem is the kate the end of golus and then it's verosel Hashem a melucha which again, the emphasis on the melucho, which is the dibur, word, the, uh, the speech will be complete. Be'biyas Mashiach tzedkeinu ve'yelichainu kemimiyus le'artzenu.